This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. This is very offensive heavy because I'm going to be completely honest with you. We've been on the defensive side of the ball for the last few weeks. Uh, we talked a lot of player profiles. We did Lou Anarumo really heavy uh, about a week ago. So now we moved on to the offensive side of the ball. Talk Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher. A little Frank Pollock in our last segment, but I actually want to continue that conversation. There are a couple things for Frank Pollock that really stand out for me personally. And, and we've kind of talked about changing and adapting. And, and you see, you saw that early on in 2022. One of the things for me that really stands out for Frank Pollock, and you have new pieces. I think a lot of people have to remember that when it comes to the offensive line, it was taking a minute. I know a lot of people look at Joe Mixon's season last year, and he also has that additional role of the run game coordinator and offensive line coach. Um, I think you could kind of say the same with Frank Pollock going into the season. There still was a lot of question marks, but also people have to look at what Frank Pollock had in the Super Bowl in 2021. And then also just this past season, when it comes to the AFC championship game, when it comes to the backup um, offensive lineman, there was a clip from the Bills game, the divisional game. And I remember Frank Pollock talking to the guys. It was Jackson Carmen. Um, oh, goodness, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought of just the Cordell Lawson could have been on the bench, but, uh, but I apologize if I'm missing one of the offensive line players who he was talking to and he was pretty much just pumping them up about people doubting them going into that divisional game and, and you could tell that Frank had all the guys backs and getting those guys prepared for such a big game on the road in those conditions I thought was absolutely phenomenal on Frank Pollock's part uh, but I also know a lot of people were calling for Frank Pollock's job early on in the season when the team is starting 0-2 when they lose you know the Monday night football game and, and a lot of people are like done with him done with Zach Taylor done with Frank Pollock get rid of him all and then they found a way to work out with the offense but is there any other things that you'd like to talk about with frank pollock uh also went to the combine did not be zach taylor's 40 time he ran a 533 uh only 286 pounds to the count which is big but for offensive linemen i think 300 and uh did 22 reps on the bench press this was back in uh, the 90s though huh. 1990 this is almost the 80s <laughs> uh so just wanted to just want to hit all of that fun trivia there but uh sixth round pick only one of the guys that we've talked about that got drafted but um yeah i remember answering questions a lot early on in the year is like when do you get rid of frank pollock it's like well i'll give it time and eventually it finally did work out um stinks he 
I feel like offensive line, you just always have to deal with injuries at some point, but you kind of hope those injuries aren't in the most important games. <laughs> like the AFC championship game, what he did in the divisional round was great. I think that is a sign of like, he can make it work. Uh, it's just, you know, the talent eventually caught up to him in that AFC championship game. I don't put a lot of that on him. Uh, yeah, it, it, I feel like nobody's stock has risen more from where he was early on this year to where he seems to be now, uh, where early on this year, I, I mean, I didn't put him there, but it felt like a hot seat. A lot of people on the hot seat. It's like, we need to make a change. This offensive line, there's too much talent for them to be underperforming. Um, and then he got better. And uh, I think that's, I think, I think it's great. I think it's great that, not just he got better, but the players started playing better, started playing, communicating better. Everybody started working out better, gelling. I'm excited to see what he can add to the run game and maybe with the other guys, the play-action game, this year all from the shotgun compared to last year where it felt like just getting that stuff implemented and run well was kind of a big success. All you have to do is go on the Bird app of Twitter and search Fire Frank Pollock. You will see the early September, October, even November. And there is January 30th, the day, I want to say it was the day before or the day after the AFC Championship game, fire Frank Pollock, which is absolutely bizarre to me when you're down three offensive linemen to say that Frank Pollock should be fired. Um, but there was a lot of question marks early on, and he was able to figure it out. And I'm really excited to see what Orlando Brown and Frank Pollock will look like together. Uh, you know, we'll hear a lot more when it comes to camp battles, when it comes to the backup positions. You get Lyle Collins, who has been in Cincinnati all offseason. He's already at training camp early. I know Jonah Williams is another one who uh, stayed in Cincinnati to get a lot of work in. And I just think that's really telling when it comes to the offensive line room as a whole. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not down on Frank Pollock. Look, could it come back and, and get me if um, the starting offensive line just doesn't work out very well going into the season, which I feel like would be a huge downer uh, for me personally, because I do think it's going to be one of the best if they stay healthy that Joe Burrow's had since he's been in Cincinnati. But overall, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see what he does with Joe Mixon as the run game coordinator again going into the season. Um, and I do feel like that's going to be a difference. But overall, when it comes to this offense, big picture, you look at these guys and, and everybody's coming back again. You get your quarterback in Joe Burrow. You have Zach Taylor play caller, Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, Frank Pollock. What do we hope to see? Because I still feel like, besides the explosive plays that we want to see with this offense, what are the things are you looking forward to as the offense as a whole going into 2023? Really, as a whole – Yes, more explosive plays because that was the thing that was lacking last year. Maintaining really good efficiency, being top five in points per game. Um, some of that comes down to health, but and using your talent, putting them in good spots to make these plays and win and their one on one matchups and everything else. I, I just, I'm looking for taking what was there last year and building on it. I think that's the easiest way to think about it. It's just not trying to regress into what wasn't working and just being like, well, we'll practice it more and it'll work this time. I think it's just taking the idea like that didn't work. This is what works. And we need to build on the stuff that works to create an even more 
impressive offensive array. Yeah, I think all of that, that's what we should see offensively because I've said it before, you look at the past few postseasons and it really just feels like the defense has stepped up. I know you can point at things in the AFC Championship game and be like, oh, that that stung. But when you stop Kansas City and you only allow them to score 23 points, you should win the game. Um, but offensively, just really couldn't get anything going. I think my expectations going into the season, and obviously nothing's a given, but if they make the playoffs again, which I feel like they should, um, I do think that they should win the AFC North again. I know it, it hasn't happened three times in a row for any AFC North team, but I do feel like they should win it again. It would be a little bit of a letdown if they didn't, but I know that the Baltimore Ravens, if they can stay healthy, they are a favorite too. Um, I, I want to see this. T- I want to see more of this offense in the playoffs. I really do. I know a lot of people cherry pick Joe Burrow's stats and they like to compare it to other quarterbacks, Josh Allen, which is absolutely wild to me. Uh, but they'll do it when it comes to the postseason. I I think there are plenty of plays that they left off the field um, in in most of the postseason, even though they have five playoff wins under Joe Burrow. I just I want to see more there. I think that's when I when I think about this offense and, and I shouldn't skip over regular season. But if I were to look at things outside of explosive plays and, and other things within this offense and, and expectations, it's it's more of the, in the postseason because I think they can do more. You have all the talent in the world. It just kind of felt like a, a little bit of a, um, a letdown in the AFC championship game. And I know they're without three offensive linemen. So I hate even saying that, but it did feel like it was kind of a, a, a rough start to begin that game. Yeah, I think in general in the playoffs – the offense hasn't performed at the level you might expect them to. And I think that would be the one thing to look at with everybody on how they can improve is to, and it's always harder because the best teams in the teams are in the playoffs. They're all good. <laughs> you know, uh, Sometimes that's seven C that's an okay team rather than a good one. But I don't think the Bengals have played too many teams that are just okay. I mean, maybe you're looking at the Raiders, their first playoff game, but in general, most of these teams are good, so it's harder to score, but they're also good offenses. It feels like Lou Anarumo has done a great job in the playoffs of getting his guys to play even better in those situations. So can we get – I think the Bills game was exciting. I think that is one you could point to. But other than the Bills game, it felt like the offense is always something is going on. Like, ah, man, you, you just expect more. The Ravens game, the Super Bowl. uh this past AFC championship game, maybe not the 2021 AFC championship game, but you did for a half, half the game. You're like, come on, where is it? Um, And even that Raiders game, the Ravens game, it's like, they don't go out there and just show like hang 32 points or something on the defense. And like the team is chilling in the fourth quarter. Like nothing matters. Uh, So I think if they ever were able to put together both the offense and the defense, which they did in the Bills game, that's the closest it's come, the, that divisional game, I think it was the closest it's come to both working together, which it, it did there. Um, you want to see more of that Bills type of game. You want to see more games where it feels like the offense is a juggernaut. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah, it's funny going back to the Bills game. I remember feeling I've never felt that way in a first half of a playoff game to be like, I feel so good about this game. Like they should they should have put 48 points up or in the 40s, at least just there were some calls that didn't go their way. The Cincinnati Bengals way and that Jamar Chase touchdown. I get it. I get the rules. But that one still bothers me so much because it was absolutely beautiful. Um, And they're lucky. Yeah, the Bills are lucky. It it didn't look worse than than what it was than what the outcome already was. Uh, but yeah, I just, I feel like there's more this offense can do. And the thing is, when you look at the Super Bowl, they had, if they would have had one more drive, you know, one more drive that resulted in a touchdown versus a field goal, um, you know, you're going to win the game. You're going to win the Super Bowl. And it just felt like um, you didn't have that in the Super Bowl. You didn't have an AFC championship game. And then, you know, the Raiders game early on too, in, in that first wild card game, it's just, it, it's easy to point at the offensive line issues in those games, but at the same time, you go to the Bills and you're playing with your backups too, um, and they were able to win that game, and I know what the conditions were. But overall, I would say that, and I hate to skip over what regular season would look like because that's going to be really exciting with this offense. But I think you can take what you, what we will see in regular season if it is explosive plays that that you know results in the postseason too for this offense and, and what we could see um, the rest of the season and in the postseason. If they get there, I hate to say that, because I don't want to say like, oh, it's automatic automatic win. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they should. I think it would be very disappointing if this team didn't make the playoffs when you have all the talent yeah. in the world. And you are returning quite a few of your players. I don't look at the safety position you know, down as much as other people. I don't think that's going to stop them from getting to the postseason. Uh, but it should be – they should be back again. So just got to see – I hate even saying that. Got to see more out of your offense when, you know, they are one of the best offenses in the NFL and they do have all the talent. You have Joe Burrow and that wide receiver group. And I think we're going to see more out of the run game. I do. Chase Brown, how are you feeling about him right now? I'm excited about Chase Brown. I think um, what he is to me, I've said this a few times, is kind of that jolt of energy you're hoping to just drop in for an explosive play. Uh, When the running back, whether it's Mixon or Williams is giving you three yards, four yards, five yards, five yards, two yards, but you're not, you know, like the offense is just kind of stalling out a little bit. Maybe they're getting field goals, but they're stalling out. Just drop him in there for a drive and just see, okay, this guy, he can run, you know, and he's explosive. He's got home run speed. So let's drop him in there and see if he can just create an explosive play. If we can get it blocked up. Um, That's where I am on chase Brown. It's hard to have too many opinions about him because he hasn't played any NFL football, but I think for a fifth-round pick, I'm more excited than I guess I would expect most positions in the fifth round. It's just running back has been so devalued that you can get a pretty good rotational running back in the fifth round now. I agree, and I think some of the biggest question marks with him, and I know when he was drafted, we talked about this. A lot of people were like, oh, he has a little tread on the tires. But me personally, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that because I think a lot of teams in the NFL, they've learned – you're probably not going to have a running back long-term. It, it is going to be a three to four year situation. And I know we've talked plenty about Joe Mixon and his contract extension and the restructure, you know, what that could look like. But I just think a lot of teams are like, look, we're going to take you for about three to four years. Um, if you last longer than that, maybe you work out a one to two year extension, but it's just a different kind of league when it comes to running the football. Uh, I, I am. I'm excited to see what Chase Brown's able to do. Zeke is still available. He sure is, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals ever pull that trigger if the money gets down enough, just because he fits the Samaj P. Ryan role really well. Um, there's nothing to do with Zeke, like takeover, Zeke takeover. <laughs> Zeke's going to dominate this backfield. They're going to run it back. Like Frank Pollock and Zeke, they work together when 
Uh, Zeke ran for a billion yards. I don't, I don't think anybody's expecting that. I think it's just, yes, he can serve a role in this backfield, which I think for if you are a fantasy football person, uh, Zeke signing, I think, would be like the worst thing. I, I, I almost would just throw away the Bengals. Yeah, you're like, it's <laughs> yeah, not going to work. <laughs> uh, three people, four, four running backs. <laughs> Who's getting the ball? I mean, now it would be fun as a Bengals fan to watch that. I would be all about yes, it. I'm, I'm absolutely. Fan. But yeah, if you're a fantasy football owner, you're like, I'm mm, going to sit that out. Probably not. Like right, now, yeah. right now, it feels like, yeah, draft Joe Mixon. He's going to be the starting running back to get a bunch of carries. Zeke comes here, and I still feel like, you know, if you are going to draft one, it's probably yeah. Mixon, but <laughs> it would very much be like, well, you're probably going to be disappointed when they pull Mixon out at the one-yard line. Zeke goes in, runs it in on like a, just right up the middle. Like, ah, Mixon could have done that type of thing. I don't know. It was the first thing that came to my mind just because I'm like, I'm already looking at, I think, three running backs are going to get plenty of carries this year. If Zeke signs, maybe that he just takes what Travion Williams does. But I think if you're going to sign him, he does more. He does more than what Travion Williams does. And then Chase Brown, you drafted him. You're still going to use him. And then maybe Williams doesn't see the field much in that one. But they did go out and sign him. So maybe he still would see some action. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Chase Brown more than I think the rest. I think Joe Mixon could have a bounce back. I know we're at the end of the podcast do you think yeah do you think the odds are joe mixon could look better this year than he did last year i think that is 100 percent. i know a lot of people are still on the outside and they're like oh orlando brown what is that going to make a huge difference yes it's an upgrade at left tackle it definitely is and i'm all about jonah williams if he can produce that right tackle a good offensive line is going to help your running back um i, I truly feel like it is a bounce back year joe mixon heard everybody talk this offseason he knows it there were a lot of people, you know, we've had plenty of conversations when it comes to Joe Mixon. This whole offseason was dedicated to Joe Mixon versus Jonah Williams. Um, I've said it before. I hope Joe Mixon has himself the best year he's had in Cincinnati. Um, it would be absolutely huge to get, get your run game and your, uh, your, your game going in the air with your wide receivers. So I'm all about it. Passing, run the ball, get everything going, have a good offensive line. And that is great news for Joe Burrow. Um, so, yes, I'm I, and you know what? You know, what's great. And I'm going to wrap this up after this. But this is the time of year in the next few weeks when those players who have yet to sign with the team, they start to come in for some camp visits. There's a possibility of signings. You have your camp bodies, your position battles. And I feel like Zeke, we could hear about Zeke with a team over the next few weeks as training camp start. So we'll see. We'll Good. see. Cincinnati. It's pretty quiet in the Zeke front, actually. Um, but we'll see where he's at and if the Bengals add to the running back room. But right now it looks like uh, Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, and Travion Williams. But that's it for It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is uh, coming down to about a week until training camp, and we'll have all of that coming soon. Thank you for listening. You can follow Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.